Hey, what's up, guys? It's episode 109. Yes, I said 109. I've put out several episodes today because I've had a lot on my brain. I mean, being in this moment where we're in uncertain, desperate times, there are so many things on my brain. And who better to share these thoughts with than you guys? So episode 109 is talking about lying to yourself. Have you ever felt like you've lied to yourself for so long or you've been around people who have been lying to themselves for so long and they don't know how to be real or you don't know how to get to the root of who you are? Well, in this episode, we talk about identifying those problems and what we can do to get better. That's what we're talking about now in Little But Fierce with Miss Claire Hustle. All right? Smooches. So you have to bristle. What is good? In episode 109, we are talking about something exciting. And I'm super excited more than Campbell's to be talking about this today. All right. In episode 109, we are talking about knowing yourself and being real with yourself. I I can only imagine how much time you're going to get in with yourself <laughs> being on quarantine with your family. And a lot of people might think, there's no way I can get time to myself because I'm around my kids, I'm around my husband, I'm around my mother-in-law, I'm around my mother, whomever. But it's so important now more than ever to really question who you are and what you want out of life. Well, what if you're at a point in your life where you don't know who you are and you're in denial about that? Here's something that we may really need to address with you. All right. Some people get to a point in life where they have just admittedly put themselves in this place of surreal lifestyle behaviors and they have become so in tune with what they think they should be living based upon what everybody else says and what they feel they should be and how they feel they are more superior in this particular place in life or many particular places in life that they forget who they really are for instance I talk about quite a lot how I'm really going through some identity crisis trying to figure out who I am with the whole adoption um, process really just in the front of my brain and the reason why I say adoption process is because when you know that you're adopted and when you come to deal with it it is a processing um, situation it's just like finding out you know that you would like to get a house and you have to go through different processes to own that house even if you're gonna buy it out solid you still have to go through different processes to get that there are certain things that go through different channels to get through to the final product 
And I believe in my adoption journey, that is one of them. There's a lot of questioning, why was I adopted? Why was I giving up? Because there's only so much I know, because I didn't ask my birth mother that. The only time that we ever talked on the phone, I never asked her that. Never. I believe I talked to her twice, but I'm not quite sure. I know I talked to her one time, but I never asked her. I never asked her what it was about. I never asked her, you know, who I am to her. Like, do you still consider me your daughter or do you not consider me your daughter? You know, she told me to call her, um, Miss Davis or something like that. And it felt weird because she is my mom. She's my biological mother. And I remember, you know, immediately hopping a flight to Newark and wanting to just really meet her. Because I'm like, yo, this is my mother. This is a female who created me. And, you know, I want to know if I look like her. I want to know if I talk like her. You know what I'm saying? I want to know. And I remember just being cool with seeing my brother at first, but wanting to see my mother. And, you know, she didn't want to see me at first. And it took a minute to really find out that she really just did not want to see me at all. And it was because of the PTSD and it was because of me coming out of the blue. And I honestly didn't think she thought about me wanting to see her at 19 years old. You know, giving me up 19 years prior You know, that is a big deal. That is a huge deal for someone. Two decades had almost passed before I come out the blue. You know, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. You know, so I understand where she's coming from. It just still plagues my brain with the constant thoughts and worries about who the heck am I? And, like, I I put it on the back burner for years. I really did. Because I felt like, why? Why do I even need to think about it? Like, I saw my brothers. Um, I didn't get to see one of my brothers. I didn't get to see one of my sisters. But I, I saw all of them on my mother's side, pretty much. I didn't know or talk to any of my siblings on my father's side. I didn't even know I had siblings didn't even know if my biological father was still alive until 2018. So it, it it's it it it's been a lot of just questioning. Like, why doesn't my biological father want to see me now? Why doesn't he remember my biological mother? Is he going through autism, or or does he not want to see me because of his wife, or? You know, is it a whole thing? And it really just is a riddle me this, riddle me that situation. And if you're in the same scenario where you're adopted or you have not met your biological father before, or maybe you've seen them one time and you wondered why they don't want to be a part of your life or why you don't have a better rapport or relationship with them, this is the time to really latch on to that. I believe so. And I and I say that because I say that because you have to remember, just as I do, just as anybody who's going through this scenario, it's not your fault. 
It's not your fault. You don't have to have a great dad to be a great dad. You don't have to have a great female presence in your life to be a great woman. You know, and with me, I've come up in different scenarios where I didn't have my adopted mother around me, where I didn't have my biological mother, where I didn't have my biological father, where I didn't have my adopted father away because he passed away. So I've been in different scenarios. Even there was a time when I was staying with my adopted mother and my adopted father you know, I had to figure something out. So for three or four months, I think it was six months, actually, I had to stay with my adopted mother. And it was a whole thing because I'm from Jersey. I wasn't around people who really knew me like that. And I was a kid. I was like 10, like nine, nine. And I felt very much like an outcast. I'm used to being an outcast. I really am used to being an outcast. Like my whole life, I've been the different one, the the orphan who didn't come from our blood, but she's still family. The person who didn't come from Browns Mills, New Jersey, but is still from Jersey. The person who wasn't skinny, but was still cute. I've always been that person. And so in this episode, I really want us to really get into that, get into who are we? What is our identity? And why does it even matter if somebody else accepts us or cares? We're going to talk about that a little bit more after the bristle. What is really good? I'm back with another part of this podcast. Finally. And what I have learned about myself is that I honestly don't know what's going to happen in the next 30 months let alone 30 days with the global pandemic being such a big issue in everybody's lives affecting so many people's day-to-days where six months ago we were able to go to the grocery store get us something to eat you know or go to Foot Locker or go to our local pub or do whatever we were usually used to doing on a normal Thursday or Friday in some countries, I now am facing a norm, a new norm of (coughs) being at home with the kids every day. (laughs) And during this time, it has allowed me a new outlook on things. I have to be more creative. Yesterday, yesterday, in fear, I applied for the Dollar Tree. I did. I applied. I applied for the Dollar Tree. You know, I heard, you know, that there was an opening and I said, why not? Go ahead and apply. We need money. And then I said, wait a minute, (laughs) you're doing it again. And I really realized something. One thing that I really realized is that I don't want to just give up before I start. I have an opportunity that is very rare to actually seize the moment and not have to say, oh, I'm not going to work because of the fact that I'm sick or I'm not going to work because of the fact that I, you know what I'm saying, am not able to get a gig for the day. I'm not going to work because I don't have any work today. And 
during this time, we're pretty much straight with the bills and we have some food and we're doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful to have a partner, a spouse that has a job and is able to work and that even if he you know, if, even if they were to take off work, he would still get paid. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have food. And I'm praying that we are able to get that money from the pandemic. Because I want to make the best decisions. And I implore you all to make the best decisions with that money. To budget it accordingly. To use it for an opportunity to maybe even make money as an entrepreneur as a side job or a main job until you can come back to work as normal because a lot of you may not be going back to work according to my research a lot of my listeners are from the united states a lot of you are women a lot of you are between the ages of i think it was 23 and you know, 45, which is a young audience, you know what I'm saying? Even 25, even 23 and 50, you know, there are some who are younger, there are some who are older, but there are a lot of you who may be moms, a lot of you who maybe have lost your job, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're a cashier, maybe you're a up-and-coming rapper i don't know i mean you could be a rapper at 45 hell jay-z still does rapping at 50 so god bless you you know what i'm saying (laughs) i mean come on (laughs) i mean if slick rick can still get up there and bust a few bars go ahead (laughs) do you boo boo do you that's all i'm saying (laughs) but for me i feel like because I know now what my audience is, I'm starting to realize that a lot of you may be moms or maybe young women who are trying to figure it out because you think that maybe by now you should have it all figured out. And if anything we know, stop faking yourself. Like, be real with yourself. It's a global pandemic. If you don't have it all figured out, The pandemic, if it has not taught you anything, it has taught you this. Life is going to happen, and it is going to shit on you. And when it shits on you, it's going to shit hard. It's going to come, and it's going to just turn you around. Like, you're going to start off, and you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, the little girl from the Wizard of Oz. You know what I'm saying? Walking down, the next thing you know, you get turned into this whole new world. And you're like, wait a minute, there's no place like home. Because now you're wishing, now we are all wishing. <laughs> Let's be honest, we are wishing that we could have six months ago back. Or a month ago back. Not really a month ago, maybe three months ago. Like, you're all wishing it was January 1st, 2020 again. Or Maybe even January 1st, 2019 again, where we at least had a whole year to prepare if we knew this was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy. It is literally crazy how we are living. I feel like we, we're in like this, this world where we are so used to making plans and schedules and doing everything. And guess what happens? Now we have something that's unforeseen. That's 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 not something you would plan. And what do you do? B 
Be real with yourself. Adapt. That's the only thing you can do. You can't get upset. There's no real reason to really get upset. You know what I'm saying? You could say, oh, man, I'm stuck in the house. But remember six months ago or three months ago when you were at work and you were wishing you could have a week off or a month's vacation? (laughs) Here it is. God provides. God provides. Seriously. You know, he provided you an opportunity. You said, man, I wish I could have time off to work on my new album, you know, or my new Shopify business or real estate. Or I wish I could have more time with my kids. Or I wish I didn't have to go to soccer practice. Yeah, I know it. I know you were. I know you were. I know God. God, not another day. And here's your opportunity, you know, and a lot of people are, you know, getting pardoned from their apartment monthly rent. I'm not going to say a lot. I don't know how many people, but I've read it um, that people are getting pardoned for their rent or something because of this pandemic, Um, which is cool. But it's like it takes a pandemic for us to really realize how good we already had it. Like, seriously. And, like, how good we have it. Because think about it. If this pandemic would have happened, like, 30 years ago, we wouldn't have had, like, the technology to stay in touch with each other. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to say 30, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. If this pandemic would have happened 40 years ago, we would have had the technology to stay in touch with our gam gams. And our brother and sister and our aunt and our uncle and our mother and our father and our bestie. We wouldn't be able to sit in our living room having a cup of tea with our great aunt who lives in China. Like, we wouldn't be able to do that. You know, we wouldn't be able to talk to our distant relatives who live in Ghana. You know what I'm saying? Or Paris or England or France. Parlez-vous say, You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't be able to do that. So we live in a good time. Don't think that we don't. If you think that we're not living in a good time, you're freaking kidding yourself. Because as bad as this pandemic is, as many people who have lost their lives, God bless them and their families, we still live in a time where there's tons of technology. Tons. Where they're working around the clock to figure out the coronavirus. What if we lived like what if we lived like during the little house on the prairie times where there was no hope? There wasn't even a glimmer of hope. Like you just get sick, you're dead. That's it. You're dead. You're just dead. You know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> we still have to go to work. You can't stay home. You just, you know, boom. <laughs> you're just gone. And that would suck. We live in a time where there is actually opportunities everywhere. Not even just in the U.S., but all over the world. And that, that is pretty freaking dope, my friends. That is so dope. Like, I'm able to literally talk to people whom I've never seen before. Whom I've never talked to before. 
on a podcast who may never ever comment or like on my Facebook or Instagram or my Twitter, and it's fine. But I know that I'm able to reach them and understand my feelings enough for them to understand them. And I hope that you guys, I hope that during this pandemic crisis, that you are utilizing this opportunity to the fullest. Because as bad as it is, there is always a silver lining in the clouds. There is always an opportunity to drink the water of the rain. There's always an opportunity to make a negative into a positive. You just have to know what you're looking for. You just have to be on the lookout for positivity and not negativity. This is a crazy time, though. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like it's not. It is. You know, people are losing their lives. They are worried. They're freaking out. You know, we don't have a lot of sanitizer. We don't have a lot of products to just get us through. We're having to bulk buy certain things. And then we have certain items that we're not allowed to bulk buy. Like two months ago, we could have bought 30 things of toilet paper. And now we're only able to buy two or three or four or five. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. So what I say to you is during this time, seriously, like, respect it. Respect what is happening and understand that, like as always, Lord willing, we shall get through. And when we do, I don't want you to think of this as the worst time ever. I want you to think of it as an opportunity to realize how flexible you are, how able if you live through it how wonderful it is to say I got through that how great it would be to tell your kids your grandkids or for your kids to tell their grandkids or their kids how they got through it you know it's an opportunity to see a blessing within a curse Um. so I feel like that's all that I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to wrap up this episode. And I hope that you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, and know that you are loved. Okay? If nobody else tells you I love you, remember that I do. Until next time, you guys, smooches. Peace. (laughs) 